and it begins once again. Welcome once again, everyone, to another edition of the Hardcore Strong Style Coalition podcast. As usual, is myself, Cosmic Kaiser Six, and Heracles DCXVI. I got, I finally got the the numerals right this time. Congratulations! Yay! Now I, I still don't win any money. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> giving you any anyway. So. Dodge rat. Sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. We're all we're all on hard times, unless you're just being a cheapskate. I won't confirm or deny. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, this edition of the show will be focusing on the very soon upcoming uh, event of King of Pro Wrestling, uh, heralded by New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um. I mean, they, it's cool that they're still holding the show, given what's going on out there, or what has been going on out there within the last day or so. There has been this massive typhoon that covered Japan within the last 24 hours. Uh, so before anything else, everybody out there in Japan, we hope you're all doing okay. We hope you've all survived uh, this most crazy turmoil, I'm sure. I can't really think of any other way to express it. Yes, yes. I actually literally just read about that. Our thoughts, prayers, blessings to the fine people of Japan. Recover well, and if the show must go on, I hope it goes on safely and successfully. As do I, as do I. I mean, a few other uh, promotions have had to like cancel a few shows here and there. Stardom, I think, had a few, uh, like a one or two cancellations and uh, postponements of shows. I think... Big Japan may have still done something anyway. I, f- I forget which uh, promotion is that that uh, English wrestler Martin Kirby's working with over there right now. I think it might be Big Japan. Or was it DDT? One of the two. Either way. It's very likely DDT. It's DDT after all. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda they probably held a show during the typhoon anyway. Yeah, those crazy bastards. Well, if, if, if any promotion that could hold on to Kenny Omega's massive brilliance... For a while, then yeah, they they could they could power through it. All right, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so um, we, I have information on the card for King of Pro Wrestling right now. Um, are there any matches in particular that uh, you're looking forward to for this upcoming Monday? Well, probably all of them. <laughs> well that's the obvious answer yeah i'm trying to be political here Nah, i kid um that's perfectly valid answer of course I, i've admittedly been a bit out the loop lately with some of the recent happenings in uh, new japan just because of school and just life but based on what i'm seeing here i definitely want to say that uh, a good 80 to 90 percent of the card is looking fan fucking tastic all around I know we won't go through everything, but it, it is important to note a few things. One, El Desperado is coming back after his uh, jaw injury for, uh, several months ago. Yay! Woohoo! So Hiroshi Tanahashi is uh, celebrating his 20th anniversary as a as a pro wrestler, and that's awesome. Yay! P.S. So is Shibata. Yes, yes. Never forget Shibata. Please don't hit me in my sleep. Please don't hit me in my sleep. Please don't hit me in my sleep. Ah! But yes. Those are a few uh, points to mention here. Uh, very important all the same, because, I mean, come on. Coming back from, from, from a broken jaw or a damaged jaw, that's that's not easy to do most times. 
Yeah, especially when that broken jaw came from a death match before a big junior heavyweight tournament. Oof. Yeah, such perfect timing there, Despy. Well, at least we got to know about Doki as a result of that. But we're glad you're back, Despy. Try not to break your jaw because you only have one anyway. All right, so um, aside from a few of the openers, of course, the Despy match, uh, six-man tag with Suzuki Gun and uh, the Chaos members of Show Yo and Taguchi. There's, of course, the, also the tag match afterwards with Tanahashi and Honma versus uh, Yano and Makabe. Uh, let's see. It's another six-man tag here. Uh, Suzuki Gun and LIJ members. The eternal struggle. Of course. It's because, you know, Suzuki always has to, you know, piss on everybody's joy. And we'll get to him in a moment. Oh, yes, we will. Yeah, quite a few uh, tag matches to take up a good, like, majority of the uh, early half of the card, really. Uh, Chaos members and uh, Bullet Club members facing off in the fourth match. Uh, Bullet Club members Takahashi, Yujiro, Kenta, and and, and Yeezy Blade uh, versus Goto Ishii and and Yoshihashi. And then... We have there Minoru Suzuki versus Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, somebody gonna tie. Somebody gonna tie it. Hey, friends. Uh, of course, there's also uh, Will Ospreay versus challenger El Fantasmo, taking his opportunity to challenge for the Junior Heavyweight Championship in 60 minutes. In 60 minutes of awesome, it'll be obviously less than that, but who knows. Next up, uh, the... The true deciding match between Robinson and Moxley for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. Uh, a defense for the right to challenge contract at uh, Wrestle Kingdom between Evil and uh, rights holder Kota Ibushi. And, of course, how can we forget, how can we ever forget the defense of the Heavyweight Championship, IWGP, with Okada defending against Sanada. Two times a charm, you could say. We'll see. So... Now, obviously, the openers, we, you know, they're openers, so all, all four of those matches are, you know, going to be cool, good fun. Let's talk about everything from five, from matches five to nine. Liger and Suzuki, by God. From what I've seen, obviously, still very much a huge, huge deal after the return of one very ominous Kishin Liger. We've barely ever seen Kishin Liger uh, in in the, in the history of of Liger as a character in wrestling, is incredibly rare. You don't Kishin Liger doesn't appear unless there's some serious fucking shit happening. And in, in, against somebody like and with Suzuki being the guy to sort of flip the switch this time, you can damn well expect shit's gonna go down. And as a side note, that was your destruction recap because that's literally the only important thing that happened on destruction. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yes, as was mentioned, Keishin Lager reared his head. And uh, if that's happening, it's not for a good reason. Not at all. I mean, do you think he'll pop up again during this uh, singles match? I mean, they, they are billing it as Jushin Liger uh, facing Suzuki. But never say never, because, you know, the, given how they've been booking and... Uh, presenting this story of the return of Liger, you know, or the return of Kishin Liger, and, of course, the, you know, slow burn towards his eventual retirement match in January at Wrestle Kingdom uh, 14. 
man, it's it's hard to know what to expect uh, when when this comes around. That's the thing. You can't really call this match because on paper it's Jushin Thunder Liger versus Minoru Suzuki, mm-hmm. but their issues are way deeper than that. Oh yeah, I mean Suzuki's up here calling out Liger by his actual shoot name. Uh, you don't. Yeah, let's not do that because I like breathing. Yes, you don't do that. It's Liger. That man invented the shooting star press. You don't fuck with the creator of the shooting star press. Oh, there's man. that. Plus, yeah, as was mentioned initially, this is Keishin Liger's fourth appearance in 30 years. Number four. Yeah. What did Suzuki do to deserve this? Well, let's see. He's been bullying Liger since January. Uh-huh. He removed his mask, Oof. called him by his government name. Yeah, um, as a Suzuki stan, he goofed. <laughs> he done goofed hard. And man, when I saw the clip, or not even the clip, even just, just the actual match anyway, and, and in the whole proceeding, the, the, the reveal of Kishin Liger was probably about as morbid as you can really get in in professional wrestling as a whole. Cause I mean, sure he was just taking off his mask and everything, but just, he was doing it in such a, in about as slow as one can kind of do it to kind of extend the shock and awe of the return of Kishin Liger. But when he finally got everything off and, and he just prepped his prepped himself to strike Suzuki, the, the makeup and everything. And it just, just, as a as a black metal fan, I was just losing my shit. You know, like uh, Kishin Liger, design wise, has changed quite a few bits here and there, but not once has it never been rooted in some kind of you know uh, ghost folklore or only folklore, or probably even to some degree. I don't know if uh, uh, Liger is a metal fan or if he listens to metal in any way, but I see no reason why he's not tapping into some kind of uh black metal uh you know visual with what he try with the with, with the Kishin Liger reveal and of course brought back the fucking mist the mist from Liger look this is a guy that when he comes out to play his first act is trying to stab you with a spike he's metal as all hell he drove a spike through the table and the... Oh, man. I mean, granted... Just to note, that table would have been Suzuki's head otherwise. Oh, yeah. And remember, these are Japanese tables. These are not these flimsy uh, American professional wrestling tables or gimmicks. This yes. Is actually... <laughs> these, these are job tables that get stabbed through with fucking pikes. In one shot, by the way. Yes! On top of the... Oh, I lost my shit just watching it. I don't know what the hell's going to happen here, but, oh, somebody's going to die. That's really all I can say. To, to, to quote uh, G1 Climax superstar Lance Archer, everybody dies! Yeah, everyone might actually die this time, because, oh, Suzuki poked a hornet's nest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, I'm looking forward to that real hard. Uh, moving on from that, uh, El Fantasmo v. Osprey. What do you see happening in this match? Or uh, how's your feelings about it going uh, with everything that's sort of been building uh, between Osprey and Phantasmo since Phantasmo's uh, inclusion into the roster 
uh, during the uh, well, not, not the super the uh, best of super juniors. Right, right. Well, for one, I see a lucky fan losing their hat. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, aside from that, I expect a whole lot of quote unquote flippy shit. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, if, if there's any two groups that can really get the flippy shit down, definitely Fantasma and Osprey. Uh, do you see Osprey possibly holding down the crown, or do you see Fantasmo, you know, taking the belt and chucking it around and getting all headbanging with it? Honestly, that is a legitimate possibility because. Spoiler alert, he does come into this with the golden jacket from winning the Super J Cup. He comes into this as the British Cruiserweight Champion and one half of the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. So what's one more accolade to the astonishingly great year that Phantasmo's been having? Absolutely. Given his performances in the Best of the Super Juniors, and from what little I've seen of the Super J Cup so far, uh, guys got really high chances of uh, stealing that uh, out of Osprey's hands. And if, if anything, it seems like momentum has been sort of placed in the in the House of Bullet Club lately. So if they're really gonna help in um, giving all the guys, you know, give, giving the boys a bit something a bit more to to brag about. Then definitely have uh, you know hot shot the belt over to Fantasmo. Osprey will not lose anything prestige wise if he were to drop it, because honestly he really doesn't need it. He's done. I think he's done all he can with the junior belt, despite all, despite his efforts to sort of fight for the bridging between the junior heavyweight and, and heavyweight uh, weight classes. But let's face it, Fantasmo could really could, not only could Fantasmo could use it. But it would definitely just sort of help with the new school of Bullet Club and, uh, you know, really helping him stand out amongst them. Absolutely. Like like I said, I would not be shocked if Phantasmo actually does get the win. But then again, you really don't want to count Osprey out. I mean, he's only competed in every tournament this year that he could compete in. So, I mean, yes, he wins some, he loses some, but... You don't count the guy out because he fights until he can't fight no more. And that Super Ross Cutter into Stormbreaker has been a pretty lethal combination these past couple of months. It's helped him out of plenty. And uh, Phantasmo could definitely fall under that uh, if, if he slips up. Yeah, plus Osprey could kind of use a win back. Well, a win in terms of against himself and Phantasmo as far as like a series? Yeah, because Phantasmo has been getting the better of Osprey more so than the other way around. So. If there were a point for Phantasmo to fall, this might be it. I, I guess so. I guess we'll just have to see once uh, Monday comes around. Um, but yeah, it should be should be fun all the same. Should be good. Now then, uh, next up, Mox Robinson. I failed to see this no DQ match for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. I forgot there was a no DQ. Did they recently announce it as no DQ, or is that announced that way, like, months ago? It's been this way since their last meeting in the G1. Oh, okay. I must have forgotten then. Sorry, guys! Not uh, that we can blame you. Moxley's been a bit of a ghost for reasons. Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, firing things up in America. 
over in over in the land of the elites, or supposedly the elites. But uh, yeah. Anyway, way this. Hmm. I know you and I gushed about the, their matches pretty hard, at least the ones that they have wrestled so far, and they've only really really wrestled two of them. Obviously, Moxley got the better of Juice initially when he first came into the promotion. Juice got the run back during the uh, finals day of uh, of the G1 Climax 29, or 2019, better said. And, uh, man, this could really still go... Uh, well, on paper, it could go either way, but if we're going to be as realistic as possible about the circumstances around both guys... This would, I feel like this would be the one where Mox drops it to Juice as a, I don't want to say as a favor, but to keep the belt in New Japan's hands so that that way they can, you know, avoid another uh, potential Brock Lesnar situation. (laughs) Not that Mox is, you know, the kind of guy who would probably do that. Not after all the crap he's uh, dealt with in his uh, previous promotion or, you know, the one where he's been that for such a longer time. So, uh, yeah, I think juice is gonna come out of this with the belt. I think he's going to fight like hell. I think he's not going to, I don't know if he's going to be super dominant, uh, going into it, but I see him finishing strong against Moxley, uh, sort of, you know, put the nail in the coffin, you know, for lack of a better expression, kiss it like a coffin. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I'd like to see Juice come out of it with the belts and, you know, finally proving to Mox once and for all that while Mox was away, you know, recovering from his staph infection in his elbow, that he hadn't stopped, that he's been keeping on the grind and perfecting his craft and proving it by winning the belt back. Indeed, indeed. A win would make Juice the only three-time holder of the United States Championship, and you can take that as you may because, well, that's just the history of that belt so far. But that said, yeah, um, a Moxley victory, because this is his first defense, would take that belt off the table until Wrestle Kingdom. And, man, you know, he, if he were to take it off of Moxley and and have some successful defenses from there on, you know, you could definitely build some good programs with other people, especially at this point with Juice's uh, sort of character transformation of sorts. I think he'd probably be able to uh, give much better showings with the U S title compared to what he had before when uh, feuding with a Jay white for the short uh, spell that he did. Granted Moxley will definitely look strong in, I think he'll look strong in defeat if he were to lose. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what else I can really say uh, other than them looking forward to a really good performance from both guys. And if indeed Mox does drop, which probably may happen, then it would. I think it would be the right call if they did. It would be the right call. Also, Moxley's going to look very lost without Shooter. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, true, true. I mean, has uh, Umino already left for uh, for England at this point? To my understanding, he is currently on excursion with Ref Pro. Ah, yeah. So I would not expect him to be a king of pro wrestling. Okay, fair enough. Yep, Mox is going to lose. <laughs> he, won't have Mo- he won't have Mox Jr. with him to 
rally rally him and keep his spirit up. So, yeah. But yes, nevertheless, if Juice is successful, he'll have to um he's going to have to headline the attempts to bring some importance back into the United States Championship because as it stands, it is the youngest championship in New Japan and it feels like the least important right now. But that's not his fault, nor is it Moxley's. That's just yeah. how it's been. That's just the way that it's been handled. I mean, you know, they haven't really been uh, creating very many uh, good programs for the, uh, for the contention for that belt. But, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unfortunate given it's been now like, what, uh, three years or two, three years since it uh since it debuted, and look where it is now. Just about. I, I kind of want to blame it on ROH being the host of it. <laughs> like I, you I, know, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ROH. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to fix some stuff up, man. That U.S. belt could definitely use some uh, some help. Giving it, uh, letting Juice take it back. And being the sole three-time champion will definitely help. It'll put Juice in a position to uh, to fight like he's never fought before to make it seem important and make it uh, make it relevant within the growing uh, spectrum right now. Because I mean, with with the with the young lions that are popping up on top of that, with the the, the LA Dojo kids. Uh, kids, <laughs> they're our age. <laughs> the LA Dojo guys. Kids. <laughs> kids. Man, those kids will break up, break both our backs with Boston crabs. Oh, I'd like to see them try. Anyway, all right. Next up, uh, Ibushi versus Evil for the right to challenge contract. Uh, sixty minutes match, and uh, yeah. What can really, uh, what can we really say about this other than Ibushi's coming out the victor? I don't really see Evil uh, taking it out of Ibushi's hands, unless they want to try to do something super weird in uh, in sort of uh, changing how the right to challenge contract stuff is handled going forward. I mean, in your experience or to your knowledge, has the has the right to challenge contract ever changed hands before? Wrestle Kingdom, like I guess, like after the G1 climax in that sense, like between that time frame. Nope, not once, not a one. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, evil's not evil's not winning. <laughs> There's really no other way to go about it. Evil's not gonna win. He'll do his best, I'm sure. And I, I love me some evil. I love the guy. And his, his gimmick is great. I wish I had the money to buy those freaking uh, those 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 uh, sickle pen lights. Those looks cool. And also the, the little uh, fan thing that they've been releasing with the magic ring. It's really cool. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, on paper, yeah, it seems academic, but it's more about the performance. And Evil does tend to deliver a King of Pro Wrestling. So regardless of the results, I'm looking forward to a good match. And if anybody can do it with uh, Evil, definitely Ibushi. I, mean, I think Ibushi will probably bring more out of Evil. Maybe force Evil to kind of do a few uh, high-flying things of his own, similar to how uh, 
<laughs> similar to Ishii pulling out that that uh, freaking flying body press onto Moxley during the G1 Climax. It would absolutely be a surprise if Evil did any sort of flying, but hey, I'm also here for it. Yeah, and and only I'm sure only then would would this demon get its wings. But uh, yeah, I get the feeling it's going to be a one and done there as far as uh, as far as that match goes. Which is no, which is nothing wrong at all. Nothing against evil at all. That's just the nature of the booking for those kinds of things, as far as I, as far as we both know. So, evil will still look good, regardless. And of yes. course, yeah. And of course, Okada v Sonata, number four. three, four. Jeez. Four. Oh, okay. It's number four. My God. <laughs> yeah, that's how many times that that match has happened this year alone. But that's not a bad thing. Really, only f- four times this year. Jeez, I, I would I've expect I thought it was less. We had the New Japan Cup final. We had Sakura Genesis, and we had the G1. King of Pro Wrestling will be number four. Man, you're right. And for anyone keeping score, Okada has a two to one advantage. Though that's probably not a surprise. Of course, the guy, the guy's the reigning champ, and of course, the face of the company. So there's no doubt he's gonna be the uh, guy on top coming into this. There's a the joke right about rainmakers and typhoons I can make. I'm going to be respectful and not do that. Oh man, really? O to the O to the F, brother. Oof, testic. <laughs> uh, what can we, what can we really say here? Uh. I mean, Sonata. Did, I don't. I I want to say that Sonata is still not gonna win the damn thing. He's just like, if it, it feels like, and I I know to a degree they've been building up Sonata a little bit more than the other guys within Lij lately. Pretty much for for like the last uh, year and and change because they've been really trying to sort of push him. Uh, to the forefront in a sense and sort of give him a bit more of a, more of a spotlight compared to well, obviously compared to when he first came in he was a lot more stoic and everything like that and you know more sting like to, to a degree minus the minus the face paint but you know they've allowed him more they've given him more uh, mic time he's gone over with the fans quite well uh he's appeals to them pretty well so I, I get the feeling that they're really trying to sort of groom him towards a, a somewhat higher stock uh, for for the future. If anything, if not for the championship, for the heavyweight championship, then this could then a loss against Okada this time could probably spur him in another direction, probably towards the Intercontinental Championship if he were to ever uh, face uh, Jay White at some point. Regarding the Intercontinental Championship, I did read that um, we'll have another Taichi versus Naito match at Power Struggle in uh. November. The winner of that match will challenge for the Intercontinental Championship at Wrestle Kingdom, from what I understand. Ooh, that w- that's cool. We'll, we'll talk that- about that another time, though. Right, of course. I mean, given... I mean, I'm, I'm surprised if there's anything I'll just point out that it's, it's kind of surprising to have Taichi involved there, uh, all things considered. But it's good that they're giving him a shot. That's great. But anyway, your your thoughts on the main event of 
this King of Pro Wrestling card? Well, I mean, you do have the literal King of Pro Wrestling in the main events again, so it's mm-hmm. a huge improvement from last year's show, no disrespect. But yeah, um, there's really not much to say. This is the fourth meeting between Okada and Sonata, and their G1 match was actually the shortest match in their series this year. So you know you're going to get a quality performance, so that's not a question. The question is, how will they improve on their last match? Because, I mean, you went nearly to the time limit of a G1, and Sonata finally got that win that's eluded him for about three years. And there are very, very few people who genuinely believe that Sonata's going to be winning on Monday because, um, spoilers, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship normally doesn't change hands at King of Pro Wrestling. So Sonata doesn't have that in his favor. And to my understanding, he's also not really signed a contract to New Japan. So that's also not in his favor. Oh, really? Yes, he is considered free. He works with New Japan on, I don't want to say it's a handshake agreement, but he most definitely has not made a commitment like Ibushi. Huh. I always thought he'd sign with them. You would think, but no. Wow, okay. Yeah, he's definitely not winning then if that's the case. I I, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, what good would it be to to pull a random shocker moment and, and, and give and sort of hot shot the belt to Sonata just for kicks. We've seen weirder things happen in other companies to varying effects. New Japan yeah. doesn't take risks like that though. So I would not get my hopes up for a cold skull victory at King of pro wrestling. I would be here for it, but I don't see it. And uh, after reviewing the uh, previous main events, I understand what you meant, what you meant about the, Previous year, I completely forgot about that uh, triple threat match. But, to be fair, so did everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely a very unorthodox uh, situation, uh, all things considered. That, um, but yeah, no, this should still be a uh, for lack of a better term, slobber knocker should still be very hard hitting, very strong showing for both guys. Yeah, and I'll have fun figuring out who gets more applause. Yeah. And who uh, who gets the most uh, yells from the ladies? Though that's probably going to be more in Sonata's favor, because come on, it's Sonata. He, Plus, he, Okada's he, a married man. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Unless unless the male fans get it, get their cheers in anyway, just because. I'm now, sure there's. Now. Hey, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's plenty of that floating around in their own in, in their own circles. Who knows? Seriously, dude, floating around. Oh, yikes. God, we're going to get canceled. Dude, that's not, that's not what I meant. Full disclosure, I was not making any water jokes, okay? The, uh, <laughs> I promise you, the typhoon is fucked up, and I hope they're okay. <clears throat> the views and opinions expressed by the Hardcore Strong Style Podcast do not reflect those of Ruben Prime TV or uh, its owners and operators. <laughs> you gotta do this to me. Oh, see, now I feel terrible. Okay. 
I probably should have reworded it anyway, but yes, there's, but yes, y'all know what I meant. I'm sure I, I, I would hope that you do, Eesh. but yeah, um, that's pretty much, uh, the card for that. I mean, um, uh, a lot of it is a lot of it pretty much seems to be, uh, one and done's, uh, wouldn't say really across the board for the champions. Um, at least not across all champions, actually. Well, yeah, uh, for the ones that are billed to defend their titles, definitely, uh, uh, I mean, at least for me, I feel like four out of five, uh, will definitely come out with their stuff in place. And, but, and, and the, the lone one, uh, the, the lone different differential, I feel is just going to be somewhere between, uh, Phantasmo and Osprey, but, you know, we already discussed that, of course. Um, what's your overall thoughts on the card? Now, with King of Pro Wrestling, it's usually just it just serves to get the uh, Wrestle Kingdom main event set in stone, which is right. why you never see the challengers contract change hands at the show. You never see the heavyweight championship change hands at the show because, you know, they've already put enough money into advertising the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Why do a 180 now? So. It's about putting on a good show, and you know New Japan delivers on that front. So we're definitely getting a good show on Monday, especially if someone leaves in a body bag between Liger and Suzuki. Yeah, uh, I, I get the feeling that there's probably going to be a whole bunch of gurneys uh, surrounding the ring just in case they need to get some emergency work done. Because, yeah, if, if not either competitor then you can damn well believe that some of the some of if not all the young lions surrounding the ring are going to die or at least place themselves on those gurneys just a faint death you know that's not a bad idea <laughs> it is not i'm sure i'm sure at least one of those uh young lions is listening to us thinking oh man that's probably the best idea i've ever heard i should probably do that <laughs> yeah yeah tell them who sent you <laughs> Uh, I, for the record, young lines, I'm not responsible for your impending medical bills. Cause... Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> or, or for your funeral costs, because you know, again, somebody gonna die. Uh, I mean, we've got plenty of time. Like, I feel like I feel like we have plenty of time. I don't know. Uh, if you're still up for it, I mean, we could probably talk about a little bit about the earlier matches on the card if you're up for it. Yeah, I guess there is that one Yoshihashi fan who really wants to know what Yoshihashi's doing. <laughs> uh, don't do my man Yoshihashi hard like that. Life gets him enough as it is. True. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, other than like the major, I guess relatively major events of Despy coming back and Tanahashi's commemoration of his career, uh, of his 20 year career. It's not really much else of, uh, you know, of, of note from some of these, uh, earlier matches anyway. So, mm. <laughs> uh, so w w what else did you have? Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Well, not necessarily, but looking at the card for King of Pro Wrestling, it is very likely going to be not a great night to be an LIJ fan. So, you know, you may want to tranquilo in silence, tranquilo and silencio or something like that, because 
this may not be a great night to be a fan of LIJ. Likely not. Uh, don't don't they usually have a poor history of uh, uh, of records at, at King of Pro Wrestling around this time? Well, they did win last year because they introduced a certain dragon to their ranks last year. Mm, that is quite true, quite true. Shingo did come around. Damn, it's been a year since Shingo came into the company? Yep. It, it really doesn't feel like that at this point. At this point, it really feels like he's, you know, uh, paid his dues to a degree, or at least, like, you know, has been around just for a sizable amount of time. But then again, a year is pretty sizable. Let's be uh, honest. And he's done a lot within that year. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the fact that he's, you know, been such a trailblazer uh, in this past year, I, I, I guess you, you can't help but be sort of amazed at just how much he's done up until this point. The freaking God, super, the best of Super Juniors in G1 Climax, man. Back to back, him and Osprey. Let's not forget former junior heavyweight tag champion. Mm-hmm. All because he wanted to stop eating carbs for a few months. Yeah, yeah. Some we can all take a, that, that advice. <laughs> well, at least one of us can, and that's me raising my hand, by the way. Y'all can't see it, but imagine it. Google, my good sir uh, Heracles DCXVI over here is uh, probably lacking a lot more in the body fat by comparison. So, uh, yeah. Well, I haven't measured, but that's for another time. Right. <laughs> I hear that. Um, now, I know we did talk about wanting to sort of skim through a thing or two regarding Super J Cup and uh, Royal Quest. Um, at most, I mean, I was, I was only really able to catch the full first night. I got to say, I was very, very <laughs> impressed with uh, Osprey v. Amazing Red. I mean, I know we're, again, we're, um, uh, at least a month removed from that. But holy crap, what a performance from those guys. Yes, I actually did manage to watch that match. And yeah, that was a great performance by both men. And just as a reminder, Amazing Red is retired. Yeah, yeah, retired. Uh, card subject to change there. <laughs> but man, if 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 y'all haven't seen it yet, and if you are, if if you really are living and existing without having seen this match, what the fuck are you doing with yourself? Go to New Japan, go to NJPWWorld.com, subscribe for that ten for that ten dollar ten dollar nine ninety nine yen, five thousand yen, five thousand yen. No, not really, nine ninety nine yen. Um. Watch that watch that match from the first night. It was August 22nd, Super J Cup. Main event, Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay. Everything that both men are known for is pretty much on full display here. Uh, it was, it's not a perfect match after all. I mean, you know, something as high octane as that is subject to its few uh, mistakes here and there. I'm not going to call them botches because that word is just so ugly here and there but regardless the raw emotion that you that 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 just kind of comes from the uh the investment of of these men and 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 the story that they tell of just you know not only destroying themselves but trying to destroy each other throughout 
it's just so it's just crazy and 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 the you, you can kind of really feel uh the admiration that Will Ospreay has for the legacy that Amazing Red has brought for this current generation of uh cruiserweight wrestling absolutely if you haven't had a chance to see Amazing Red in action his match against Will Ospreay from the Super J Cup is a great introduction cuz oh boy great introduction this is definitely yeah for sure grant you know, the guy's been around for a very long time and he's seen his uh, fair share of uh, work across multiple productions and multiple promotions across the across the planet if if anything so the guy's without question a, a legend in his own right yeah he's uh, a popular name for a reason absolutely they don't the, the, you know john cena didn't use the code red if john cena didn't come up with the code red the code red was derived by amazing red and damn it he will get the due he deserves but enough about that el fantasma won that eventually so uh, <laughs> i gotta admit i didn't see that coming i had osprey penciled in as winning because why not yeah i know i mean i still got i, I still gotta finish the rest of it but um to to find out that that was the result and i guess the sort of aftermath afterwards is i know he kind of uh beat up liger not long after getting the gold jacket um but yeah that was, that, that's pretty cool i mean that kind of factors into my thought that maybe phantasma will take the belt off of osprey uh because again they there hasn't been a super j cup in a very long time uh i want to say at least a decade i could correct me if i'm wrong um, but it's been more than a handful of years since the last Super J Cup uh, was ever done. Only three years. Only three? Okay, wow. Yeah, the last one was 2016. That final was between then-junior heavyweight champion Kushida and then-GHC junior heavyweight champion Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Kushida would go on to win the tournament. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Good, good to see. Good to know that Kanemaru was doing something of importance at one point. Ek, 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 ek. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kanemaru. Oh, Noah. <sighs> well, you know, it, it it is what it is. N- Noah has its uh, respective uh, good points, right? I mean, I'm not super familiar with them, but I mean, they had uh, they had Suzuki Gun for a good minute, so obviously they had something great along with them and obviously you know misawa and all and, and them folks and marufuji also um but yeah crap <laughs> but yeah um phantasma winning the super j cup is still pretty uh interesting uh situation there yeah that came out of left field mm-hmm. couldn't have happened for couldn't have happened to a better guy i think um if anybody's if anybody followed uh el phantasmo uh you know before then the guy's got uh, solid fundamentals. He's pretty entertaining. Uh, I've only seen like a few matches that he had done during the existence of uh, Defiant Wrestling. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, yep, rip hard. Uh, he, he was he was kind of fun in, in those. I mean, from, from what I understand, he was primarily doing a lot of face work for a very long time. So his introduction into the Bullet Club was probably really good timing for his career for uh, for his career. And, you know, 
getting the Super J Cup was probably a good way to keep that momentum going. Um, but now, prop, props to Liger for bringing it back and for uh, being at the helm of the production. Uh, something tells me that maybe he'll go into a production uh, sort of thing after he retires from in-ring competition because I'm sure Liger, at the end of the day, loves professional wrestling, whether he's in it, whether he's in the ring or outside of it. And I don't see him straying too far away from New Japan's good graces. Agreed. It would be great to see someone like Liger take up a backstage role and really help to bring the next generation up. Because a lot of it is ready and it's here now. And a strong force, a strong influence like Liger can only help steer it in the right direction. For sure. Yes, he, of course, just has to survive his match with Suzuki first. But, yeah, we'll get to that whenever we get to that. Hmm. Yeah, well, remember, that match can go both ways. Either Suzuki takes down the demon or or the demon consumes Suzuki. But, yeah, we'll have to wait till Monday for that. Um, Now... I admittedly still have not gotten around to Royal Quest uh, as much as I know. I mean, as far as we both know, really, Kenta took the Never Openweight Class Championship off of Ishii, albeit with a concussed brain, both of them, really. And also Osprey and Robbie Eagles debuted as a proper tag team, now as the, uh, the Boys of Prey. Obviously not pronounced that way, but Birds of Prey. Um... Um, did you get to see uh, Royal Quest in any major capacity? Nope. Oof. Because <laughs> we're both boys, we're both underprepared for this one. <laughs> Absolutely, we've exposed the fraudulence of our operation, and we'll close up. No, we're not. But yeah, <laughs> Royal Quest. Um, I only managed to follow the results live the day of. From what I recall reading. The streaming was a bit shoddy because of Fight TV. Thanks for that, guys. But all in all, it was a good show. And yeah, the only major problem there was Kenta suffering a concussion mid-match and continuing on for another 9 or 10 minutes. I don't think that's supposed to be happening anymore, but well, what do I know? Yeah, I mean, the boys are being boys, and they'll do what they want. Uh, I wonder if management were even aware, or if at least anybody ringside was aware of any uh, foul, not really foul play, but um, if they probably had, if they had noticed too late that there was uh, probably something different about uh, Kenta's behavior after the concussion, because if they were letting it go any longer than that, then either they were... I would guess it would be one of a few things. And then, of course, I'm just sort of brainstorming. So uh, I'm guessing either A, they didn't want to bring it up just to sort of, you know, keep the status quo as most, as to, you know, to my knowledge, that, that seems to be the, the way that uh, the Japanese sort of corporate environment kind of is, you know, so to not to bring attention to yourself. Uh, two, it probably could have just been to, either somebody must have not, noticed it in time or something or, or may not have like uh assessed the situation maybe not maybe none of the uh young lions wanted to uh, were you know keen on that keen enough on that 
Uh, it, it could have been other. It could have been many things. It's hard to say, but either way, it's happened. Uh, I'm sure Kenta's feeling a lot better at this point. I would hope. Um, but still, it's a pretty fucked up situation to know that that it happened, and that the scenario was not sort of handled differently to uh, account for the performer's health. It ultimately falls to the ringside medic to make that decision, and it must have been decided in the heat of the moment, either by them or by Kenta, that he was fit to continue, and so he did. Hmm. Oh, I, I, you know what? I, I wonder, do, do they usually have, because I've never really seen any, uh, I mean, I don't know what the, what a medic would probably look like out there in, 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 uh, in the pro wrestling thing, because I'm so used to, uh, the American promotions, or at least some of the more major ones and, you know, the, what a medical, uh, professional would more or less, uh, appear to be. Um, do they usually have, uh, medics, uh, ringside over in the New Japan? Um, there usually is one. I can't have ever known his name, but it's usually a guy with, um, I want to say slightly curled hair. It seems like he usually serves as a medic ringside. Okay. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, I, I haven't seen much of the stuff of new Japan prior to early 2017 and such. But I haven't really seen in the stuff that I've seen. There, there hasn't been much of any uh, snafus that have that have required medical interference or anything like that, as far as I recall. I mean, actually, no. Um, not counting uh, Ibushi's uh, concussion at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year, right? Uh, so that's actually that's actually a better a good example. Like, I don't know why I, didn't, why I blanked on that, but it's interesting that you don't really uh, you don't really see very many um, medical snafus or anything like that that would that would force like a you know large crew of medical crew uh, to come around and you know secure a wrestler and then take them out. That doesn't seem to happen very often. Yeah, that usually it's usually because of how hard they work, but. It also shows that they do manage to take care of each other in the ring, which it's that level of trust that's really needed to keep that show moving forward with as minimal injuries as possible. In which regard, you got to give the boys credit. Yeah, for sure. It says a lot about the training at the dojos, I'm sure. Um, they probably account for so many things to make sure that everything is as smooth as possible with as, with as minimal with as minimal a chance of risk as possible so that everybody comes out you know in, in as good uh, condition as they can after you know after doing such all the rough tussling and all that shit um but yeah not quite sure how we got here. <laughs> Conversation wise, <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna turn. See, I, I wish we had a higher fan base so that we could like take questions and stuff. That would be that would be something fun to do. It would be, and uh, yeah, if anyone is listening out there, tell your friends. Hardcore Strong Style Podcast. We cover New Japan and uh, New Japan. So yeah, 
Yeah, by all means, uh, you know, uh, we'll probably talk to our our wonderful, wonderful hosts at uh, Ruben Prime TV to see if uh, if there is a way to facilitate taking questions, maybe either through the social media places like Twitter or maybe like a dedicated email or something. I don't know. Um, but that's obviously a story for another time. Um, was uh, but yeah, beyond that, uh, anything else that's on your mind? Oh, as far as New Japan, no. There's plenty <laughs> on my mind about the other organizations, but that's for the Ruben and Rome connection to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I have a lot to say myself, but uh, we'll leave it to them. Uh, anything else, I'll probably just like talk about it some other capacity. Or maybe I'll just hijack their shit. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I guess... Yeah, I guess this will probably do it for now. Um, I mean, obviously, you are again still very much the uh, in the you know, off the grid person, so I, I won't uh, ask if you're you know to be found anywhere else because you're you, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, in the meanwhile, ladies and gents, you can continue to follow the Hardcore Strong Style uh, Coalition podcast via Ruben Prime TV. You can find us, of course, on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, I believe, and all other uh, all other podcast listening mediums. We should We're probably on Live AF and just don't realize it. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, consider. Maybe we should consider that, at, at least for like a for like a live format or something, something special. Who knows? Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, uh, my Mandarin is still pretty shit, so I, I don't know if we can appease the Chinese overlords. It's I, still I better than mine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll guess we'll cap it here, ladies and gents. This has been Cosmic Kaiser Six, along with uh, Heracles DCXVI. You've been listening to the Hardcore Strong Style Coalition podcast. Thank you all once again, and have yourselves a kick-ass night. See you for episode four. Whenever that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Later. Peace.